I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back. Uh, you found the latest episode of the podcast, Yanos, not gone forever, just for that extra week. I'm Jordan Hall. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Eric. Eric Wayne. Eric, it's been a roller coaster these last two weeks. Are you still upright? Well, yeah, why wouldn't I be? Now, I didn't, I, I haven't caught the scores of the last three games, but we're on a four-game win streak. That's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a really fun series. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend you don't look at what happened <laughs> the three nights after that. Um, uh, yeah, you know, maybe I just blacked those out of my mind. You know when the CIA releases documents mm-hmm. and all of them are, like, redacted with black Sharpie? I got, you know, go back through my memory and do some of that, like eternal sunshine. Yeah, and, and truly, mind. when they put out the the season DVD after we win the World <laughs> Series, there's probably not, not going to be anything from this series. Yeah. Why bother? Don't worry about it. Plus, we all have Shark no. Week this week to take our mind off the the pain. You are kind of a Shark Week oh, fanboy, I mean, aren't dude, you? I, I love Shark Week. The thing, the the funny thing is, like, I love animals. I watch nature documentaries all the time, and like huh. shark sharks on their own kind of don't really do much for me like i'd want to see an orca or, or dolphins in the documentary to make me change but for whatever reason when it's a week of sharks and everyone's <laughs> tweeting about sharks i'm so all in that doesn't strike you as weird no <laughs> not right. even in the least hey we'll go with it that's great i'm happy for you jordan <laughs> um so this this uh past weekend i spent the weekend in chicago which as many of you know is a lovely city but it, it's no mm. detroit um, obviously not it, it was a bachelor party uh for one of my closest friends who's getting married he's a big white Sox fan so we hit the game on friday at the cell oh, sure it was nice. a great pitching matchup carlos radone and aaron sanchez who has not gotten worse since he mowed us down a couple weeks ago he's still still very good that's right yeah, yeah. um so despite the great pitching the highlight of the game at least for me and judging by the crowd reaction um about middle innings, there was a shirtless streaker. He started somewhere down the left field line, and he was running towards center. And, you know, like the ushers, attendants, whatever you call them, were, like, chasing him. And he was, like, visibly pulling away from them. He clearly ran, like, track or something in high school. Wow, yeah, nice. 
he got to center field, and then, like, the outfield guys were, like, closing in on him. And he kind of did, like, this, you know, short, choppy steps for a second, like, okay, what now? Um, and then he kind of couldn't get back up to full speed to get rid of them, and they finally, you know, Ray Lewis tackled him. But it, it, <laughs> the thing that, that struck me was it was amazing how quickly, like— I mean, not to not to dog on the White Sox, but there was virtually nobody in the stands. Like, there was no atmosphere whatsoever. But when that happened, it was like a, a switch flipped, and yep. the crowd was into it. It was sure. so great. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to a bit of a different kind of leadoff question tonight. Eric, you're on the field as a streaker, with or without <laughs> clothes, your choice. Um, you're starting in the left field corner. What's on the agenda? And this is in parentheses. What's your strategy? What are you wanting to do? Do you have something written on your shirt? Well, I think you need to go in with the understanding that I am not going to make it back out of here without being arrested. You just need to come to terms with that or be so inebriated that you just no longer care. I mean, right? No. Have you ever seen a streaker in a, in a big facility do their thing and then like successfully get away at the end. No, but more on that later. Okay. All right. I'm interested in this. And okay. So that's the first thing. Actually, that's the second thing. The first thing is don't, don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. Cause you're going to get arrested and it's bad. Don't, don't be, don't be that guy. Okay. But if you're going to do it, um, you got to have a game plan. You got to have like a like a joke or something that you want to do. Like you want to rub your bare butt cheeks on home plate, <laughs> or you want to steal the base and like, or steal two bases and pretend they're like, uh, you know, boobs or something. I mean, you got to have some comedy. I mean, this is this is the big time. I mean, uh, and then uh, you know it, the real professional guys. You know the English. The English have have this mastered, right? Oh, they sure. go out and the pitch and they dance and or whatever. And it's always like some guy in a thong or something like that, you know, wiggling his wiener around. So, I mean, I think that adds to the humor. You got to be funny. You got to survive and, and stay out there as long as you can. Do you remember a few years back, there was a big online casino. I think it was Golden Palace or somethingpalace.com. And they started paying these streakers. That's selling out. You got to do it for the, the the people. I mean, just the real humor of it. That's my plan. What yeah. do you What do you do at Hall? See, I w- as I was watching this, I was thinking, you know, what would I be doing? And I want to be the guy that escapes. I want to be the one that that does it first. I would obviously head towards center, get a get a selfie with Cameron Maben. I feel like he would just okay. light up in a selfie. That's kind of what. That's another thing they do in soccer games. Uh, I feel like Ronaldo has yep. posed for more than one selfie of a, a dude running on the field. So once you're done, you know, kind of trucking around, seeing the sights. I think you head in Comerica down down the lines or where the railings are the shortest. When you say, yep. "Yeah, I'm going up the railings and seeing if stadium communication is good enough that the people that are waiting at the top of the stairs are in on all this, they could just be, you know, not having a clue in the world as to what's going on. People are going to help you as you're trying to escape. I think I think it could be done, and I, I want to. I I take that back. I don't want to see someone try it, but no. if they were, I think that's how I think that's how you escape. I would be stunned. I would be stunned. Um, you need somebody. You need somebody on the inside. You know, that some real be, yeah. Ocean's Eleven kind of thing Absolutely. to open the outfield door for you, oh, okay. and then run up the ramp. Or I don't know, Comerica. 
Comerica's tricky. I'd have to look at the architecture a little bit, but I don't think there's a good way to get out because um, all the gates are kind of controlled. That's that's very true. I I would be wanting to wear something like really cryptic and vague on my shirt. It <laughs> okay. had like a weird message for one of the players. Um, the example I thought of was like, I saw what you did, Romine, just to make everyone wonder, like, hmm, mm. what did Romine yeah. do? Yeah. Or like the Illuminati knows, you know, or something like that. Yeah, perfect. I'd actually just wear that shirt just every day. Yeah. Yeah, we should make those. <sighs> what are you going to do with all that money if you actually do it? Yeah, you, do, you might as well not bother. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on Twitter. I am at jordanhall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe or subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And same thing as always, tell somebody else about the show if you like it. They might like it too. Who knows? Yeah. Spread the, spread the good word. Thank you, friends. Exactly. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So, Eric, I don't know if you remember this, but a couple weeks back, I said on this very show that it seemed like we were hitting a bit of a leveling off point. These past two weeks have not been so level. Where are you at um, spiritually and emotionally <laughs> when it comes to the Tigers? Well, we have a 500 record. Am I wrong? You are it's not. It's a 500 record. I'm feeling about half and half with this team. Okay. You know, uh, there's been some good things, but I'm starting to worry if we have enough horses. And I'm start- And by that, I mean starting pitching yeah the starting pitching has been cobbled together it's been kind of a train wreck and you can't win it you can't win a pennant that way can you um i wouldn't i wouldn't think so but the thing is is you don't have to win a pennant to be a have a a successful season like if we don't you do have to get a wild card spot you do have to get a wild card and we're two and a half back of a lot of really not good baseball teams but um, right. the, the thing is, is, that seems to be the consensus right now going around Twitter is that we are a starting pitcher short. Um, but the problem is, OK, so Zimmerman, uh, Verlander and Fulmer not yes. going anywhere. Pelfrey, yes. as much as everyone has gone on and on, <laughs> he's not the biggest problem. And Daniel Norris is the chosen one. Like where where are we fitting in another starter? You know what I mean? Like obviously Norris can go back down, but at some point there's going to be the cry get him back up like it's when he's up people want him down when he's down people want him back up and that's i mean that's just the nature of of people but we have a month just over a month before the trade deadline right it's gonna be a really interesting month we it's not even about trading for another starter it's about the starters that we have not falling apart yeah absolutely and that's not exactly happened. You know, uh, you got Zimmerman, even Verlander, and those guys, you know, take stub their toe a couple times. And then you have the guys who are a little up and down being down. And that's a recipe for uh, disaster. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's a silver bullet, like we could bring one guy in and it would all be hugs and smiles. In fact, just the opposite is true. You got to think, you know, if things don't develop with the guys we have, um, you know, you gotta be able to have a plan to make us better in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that has me really irritated, even beyond the way that the Tigers have been playing, is the way that we collectively Tigers Twitter is getting so irritated. 
I don't understand, like, I'm so sick of, like, angry Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, enjoy your team. And I'm not going to say that there's never been times that the Tigers have made me irritable because there for sure there has like i don't know say throwing anibal in the series against the indians who are chasing but i'm sick yep. of the fire osmus crowd i'm sick of the season is already over let's start stripping it for parts crowd and that yeah. just that just cropped up this morning um i don't know i'm i like i want to stay off of twitter just because i know that there's nothing but nonsense on there but you can't you can't avoid twitter or you will miss out on literally everything that's happening anyway yeah i i I, you know me, I love to be on Twitter and just see what's what's going on. Um, yeah, people, people get negative fast and it's me. It's actually, there's different voices that pipe up when the team is performing according to their presuppositions. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like kind of the people kind of lay in the weeds until they stink and then they'll pile on and then the people who are kind of positive try to, you know, temper that. And then when they do well, they say, hey, see, these folks are in a dumpster fire. Like anything in life, the truth is always kind of in the middle. Absolutely. You know, it's not it's not a dumpster fire. And no, we don't need to trade all our guys now. Um, so they're. Twitter is like anything else in the internet comments sections or whatever. It's reactionary. It's reactionary. And baseball for um, all its flaws is a game of uh, time. And sometimes you just need to give it a little time. There's lots of games. This is not football. Football, you lose a game and that's one sixteenth of your season. You're toast. Baseball, you have to ride it out a little bit more. Now, are there trends? Do you see things developing? Absolutely. But a little less reactionary is always helpful. Absolutely. And we'll get into this in a few. But the uh, print, well, online print media had, had a field day this morning. Um, and we'll go, we'll go through that um, on the reactionary topic. But let's start with the good from last week. Like we were talking about on the intro, um, we swept a four-game set with anybody, let alone a West Coast team who we generally don't have a ton of success against. To me, it felt like maybe the most complete series that we've played all year. What did you, what did you yeah. think? And Seattle, people are kind of poo-pooing Seattle, but they're not a complete turd, no, are they? I mean, they, they, their record was fine. I understand that we need to beat the Indians and we need to beat the Nationals and we need to beat some of these better teams, but... Beating, sweeping the Mariners in four games is something. It's not nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably more of an optimist than maybe I should be. But I really kind of felt like, all right, here we go after that series. Like it was some sort of marker kind of setting down like this is this is building towards something. We beat some good pitchers. Yeah, we we needed to win a game against the Indians in a bad way, though. Yeah, Even oh, absolutely. one. Absolutely. It, and the way that we lost to them was was not good. And so that's disheartening. What did you think about going into the series knowing that Annie Ball was going to be making the start? Um, I don't know. I, I guess they felt like he was ready and had turned some kind of corner. I was feeling fine about it, but I, I, you know, I had trepidation, yeah. I guess, to answer your question. I don't know. What do you think? It almost, it almost felt like he was just kind of blindly throwing darts. Like, I know that that uh, Fulmer's a kid. We're going to have to start him at points, but why are you skipping a start against the team that we're chasing? Like, 
I, yeah. I get it. You know, we're coming into the all-star break. Maybe you can combine it with, you know, a couple of the things to give him some longer rest. But right. this is a team that we needed to beat. And, I, you know, I don't want to attribute too much blame to Annie Ball for us losing all three games. But right. I feel like you're behind the eight ball starting when you know that there's a pretty good chance that we have, uh, you know, that we're not going to win the middle game. We need we have one month to determine whether we are going to push this season or we're going to sell. We have one month Mm -hmm. and Fulmer pitching an important series against the Indians would have been a bullet you wanted to fire. Absolutely. And if you needed to see once we are, maybe save it for later Um, or, uh, you know, hold them back a little later, especially around the all-star break. You can play some games there. Um, Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think Annabelle was ready. It's just kind of like, it's one of those things. Well, You've served your time in the bullpen, and okay, now you can come back, I guess. Yeah, no disrespect to Brad, but it almost felt like smart managers give young guys days off. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what Madden does. That's what some of the, the young guys who are the coach or the managers that have young pitchers, they'll find kind of creative ways of doing it. And his creative way was, let's do it against the, the league leader. But you so know. you don't feel like Osmus is a smart guy on his own two feet? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, Dartmouth, Dartmouth boy, like, you know, he's, he's just really dumb. And that's obviously no. dripping and dripping in sarcasm. I know, I know, but, um, he's not innovative. No, he's, he's a very by the book manager, mm-hmm. I would say. And I think people were hoping for more innovation. Oh yeah. Him. Yeah, definitely. What do you that's think? That's my biggest beef with him. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, that was. He, he he came as a front office and, you know, rightly or wrongly, I kind of attributed um, sabermetrics, you know, a little bit more on right. the analytics side to him. And People were hoping. Clearly is, is wrong. What do you, speaking of wrong, what do you think is wrong with, with our boy uh, Jordan Swimmerman? I don't know. I honestly, I didn't see a start. What happened? Um, he was good and then he was bad and then he was good and then he was bad. So, I mean, kind of your typical Pelfrey start, I guess you'd say. Um, Ouch. <laughs> to me, just, why don't you just call his mother a name? <laughs> I love Pelf. You know that. Everyone knows that. I'm the, okay. I'm the one. Um, to me, he, he looks like he needs 15 days on the disabled list. Like he he just doesn't look like he's ever gotten back from that that groin, and not that we can afford to give him that because who are you going to call up? Um, but yeah, he he's like he's not this bad. We saw it earlier, and we saw it all, you know, all of his previous career starts. You know, I, I think there's something physically wrong with him, and you know he's a, he's a tough, no frill Wisconsin dude. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yep. Well, like I said, we just got to cross our fingers and hope our horses can pull the plow on, until, you know, the next couple weeks. We have what um, I know we'll probably get to this, but we have Marlins and Rays and then we're at the Indians again. Correct. I've got to win some of those I games. I believe that's the last series before the break or close to it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, there's so we have this week when we play the two Florida teams and then there's another week yep. before the break. So either the last or the second to last series before the break. And yeah, if we go in, if we go drop three to the Indians, you know, Rob Parker might be right. The season might be over. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, One more thing on the series. Are you afraid of whatever magic has been given to Josh Tomlin that he has a mastery over Justin Verlander? Yeah. What's with that? What's Josh Tomlin done outside of pitching against us? To be fair, he's nine and one. 
well, okay then. But I guess I, I mean, he, his ERA is I don't know mid to high threes. I think like he's been good, but he hasn't been like you know having being our daddy, so to speak, good. <laughs> Well, he's still good. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he's good because he's dominated us. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. What do you think? What, what, does he have the special mojo against us? Are you seeing like extra fire in his eyes? Huh? <laughs> my, my, my assumption is it's just a right-handed version of our inability to hit crafty lefties. I mean, okay. it, it kind of reminds me how big Pelf owns Chris Sale. Stop it. Stop it. Hashtag humor. Okay, um, let's move on. So we t- I talked earlier about the pieces in the Detroit print media today that were flying off the handle. Um, Bob Wojnowski wrote an article that I'm going to go ahead and sum up. It says that the Indians own us. Fair enough, okay. Bob. That is, that's correct. Good job. Um, Good observation, Bob. <laughs> the one that I thought – there's two that I thought were <laughs> more interesting. Drew Sharp, um, who we all have our opinions on, on Mr. Sharp. But he wrote an article, like you said, saying that it's time to start selling and that our goal for the rest of this year is to find another Michael Fulmer. Initial okay. thoughts. Uh, initial thought is uh, play hard for another month. You, there's another month. There's no. There's no. Um, there's nothing to be gained by deciding now whether we're going to be buyers or sellers. No, right? absolutely not. There's nothing to be gained. We're 500. If we finish kind of down and we lose more games than we win, it's looking not good. You sell. If things are looking up, the guys are coming together. You play a little better. You feel like you can add a piece. You buy. There's another whole freaking month. That will tell you, um, and it probably won't be particularly unclear. No. Um, so uh, to say he's wrong, I'm not going to say he's wrong. Uh, it, it may come to selling, but if if this team plays better and you're in the hunt for a wild card spot, I think you either got to hold fast or, or add a small piece or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I, I feel like there's always the, the adage like, buying early pays bigger dividends than buying at the deadline but selling early there's there's absolutely nothing to be gained there you know you're gonna you're probably the later you go i think the bigger return you're gonna get for one like you know if we had sold uh on what's today june 27th we wouldn't have gotten a michael fulmer in return right we would have gotten significantly less we need to let this play out so it's not time it's not ready it's not ready. You're not going to pull your buns out of the oven before they're baked. It's not they're not ready yet. Now, I will say this. Uh I think it's more likely that we'll be sellers than we'll be buyers. Okay. I I, I, I hate to tell you that. I kind of agree. I'm like I've said before, I'm the optimist, but I I kind of agree. The thing is is we haven't seen a full strength Tigers team together for very long. That's JD, yeah, that's, that's Maben, that's the bullpen functioning at, you know, peak like it is like it's been recently but we're not going to see that in the next month jd is still you know way more than that away from coming back um and even if he does come back who's going to say he's going to come back as full jd like he's you know there's yep. an issue there maben is always an injury risk zimmerman's clearly hurt we have no fifth starter um i don't think it can get better with the guys that we have oh absolutely definitely yeah yep. yeah um now I, now, I, I don't know if we have enough time or this is the avenue, but at some time I would like to talk about even bigger yet, 
um, bigger organizational philosophy. And by that, I mean, who are the Tigers as an organization and how are they going to structure big picture their team to win a World Series? And we've seen the Miami slash Florida Marlins, um, and I would include um, Houston. I would include a couple of these other teams who have absolutely burned their franchise to the ground. Even the Indians. This like the Indians. Yep. Yes. Yep. They absolutely burn intentionally burn their franchise to the ground. Sold every piece that they can imagine to get talent. Get talent. Get talent. Suck for a couple of years and just stockpile. Stockpile. Incubate the talent and take your shot. Mm-hmm. Um. That, to me, does not seem like what the Tigers are because of Mike Illich and the Illich family. Now, after Mike dies, maybe that's what they do. But that is one philosophy that has worked to win world championships. And I'm not talking about getting in the playoffs. I'm talking about winning a World Series. Um, The other kind of philosophy is kind of a middle of the road or, you know, uh, continuous excellence type of approach, like I'll say the um, the St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? They add pieces, but they nurture a lot of young talent. They have very smart scouts. They draft smart, and they don't have to sell off a lot of big pieces to have young talent. And I don't feel like the Tigers can quite do what they are doing either. No, and I, I think the scouting department is probably – I mean, think about it. Who have we – you know, scouted or went out and traded for, aside from the guys that we got at the trade deadline last year, um, drafted. That's really come up and made an impact. Nobody. Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick and Verlander. That's that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and we're some weird hybrid of the two that has essentially produced slightly above 500 baseball for the last yeah. 10 years, which is fine. I'd rather be slightly above 500 than what, I don't know, the Marlins have done for the last 10 years prior See, I- Prior to, you know, or that would be after the Beckett World Series, right? Right. Now, if you would you take, uh, okay, 10 years of making the playoffs every year, or would you have a scenario where you finish last in your division nine years, you're not even relevant, you sell every year, you're out of it by the All-Star break, but you win one World Series, which one do you take? I'd probably take the series. See, I think most people would go that route. Now, if I did 20 years, would you say the same thing? 19 and 1. And see, there's a breaking point in there. That's like a quarter of one's life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Now, I'm typically the guy who leans towards... I, I like to be relevant. I like to have exciting players. I like to have some veterans who are interesting. I like the preseason rankings to come out and like my guys have a chance. I like to be hopeful during spring training. Not everybody cares about that. True. And I think I tend to be I'm I'm far more prospect oriented. Like I love being able to look at you know, obviously not our team, but someone else's team and be like, man, they have a pack system. I can't wait to look at, you know, the Erie Seawolves box score tonight and see how so and so did. Obviously, that hasn't happened in pretty much my entire lifetime. But, right. you know, I I would find almost as much enjoyment in watching our Jacoby Jones's rise from being, you know, 1920 from the draft. Um, so maybe I'm a little bit more, you know, 
atypical in that in that yep. direction too. I, I guess what I'm saying is there may come a time where we're just gonna have to bite the bullet and burn this thing to the ground. And I, I agree with you on the on it being probably linked to Illich, but I think in a, to a certain extent it's linked to Miguel Cabrera too. You, I feel in like Verlander, yeah, because you're not moving those two contracts. No, but. and if you if you keep them, you're essentially wasting, as far as Miggy goes, probably the greatest bat of our generation and not putting anything around to help him. And I, I think that that, even right. if it's not yep. best for the organization, that's still a hard philosophical pill to swallow. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. It, it, so, but some big shot is going to have to make some decisions at some point, whether it's, we're just going to muscle this through and have a shot at the wild card and hope we get lucky. I mean, that is the first step. Making the wild, making it into the playoffs is a prerequisite requisite for winning a World Series. And it has been done multiple times yeah. recently. Yeah. You get in and you say a prayer and you hope your guys are healthy, catch a hot streak, and you do it. Especially when you have guys who can be as good as Fulmer, Verlander, and Zimmerman. I mean, yep. and, you know, the, the offense, that's the thing is people are saying, um, you know, Rob Parker wrote a thousand words saying that the Tigers pitching isn't as good as the Indians pitching. And so right. the season is over and is a failure. Like, yep. we don't have to catch the Indians to win the World Series. Right. It, it would certainly help, but it does, it's not a necessity. I think that's just it. I mean, as long as you can, in your mind, conceive of a path to win the World Series, you, you give yourself a chance. Yeah. You and... know, but if the writing's on the wall and it's over, you sell your pieces, you try again for next year. But that's how the Tigers are going to go. They're going to want to try again for next year. I mean, they're not going to say, well, we're going to screw the rest of the year and the year following and, and sell off our pieces. They're going to want to try to win again next year. Exactly. If we're going to sell off at the deadline this year, I'd almost rather go your route and just just blow her up i mean there's there's a lot of of usable pieces and to be fair last year at the deadline was kind of fun like not in the traditional way but in, in mm -hmm. a different way that we're not used to i i kind I, of enjoyed that that's right well we hadn't sold in 10 years yeah well yeah so yeah definitely um and one one comment i feel like i saw a lot of the indians are amazing and we're never going to be able to catch them the Indians are on a nine-game winning streak and are playing almost 700 baseball in the month of June. They right. are they are a really good team, but this is not a proper time to objectively judge how good they are. They will come back to earth, and we're probably better than we've been. Yeah, I, I, agree I with that. just wanted to get that off my chest. Are you ready to move to your power rankings? Yeah, yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, uh, I'm not even going to give choices. We're not going to do any shenanigans. We are going to do my the uh, one that I want to do. Okay. So maybe we'll do minivan uh, minivan rankings next next week. Okay, that sounds. You, you'll nice. have to you'll have to listen next week. This week, I'm not even give you choice because I have to tell you, 
this is this is science. This is real research, and we are going to do we are going to do cheap beer power rankings. These are twenty four ounce cans, okay, that you can buy at any you know establishment. I went to Family Fair, okay, which is like a, a you know the Spartan store mm-hmm. in my neighborhood to buy uh, these cheap beers. They came in either twenty four or twenty five. Get the bonus ounce there, oh. cans. All right. So what I did, and I tweeted this picture earlier, and I had the cheap beer challenge. What I did, because me and my brother always talk about this, we always said, you know, if there's no branding, there's no can, there's no advertisements, if you just put a beer in a glass and you drank it, like, how much could you really tell? I mean, we're not talking about specialty craft beers. We're talking about crappy beers macro brews okay Mm -hmm. so before we get started i have a a few preliminaries if you'll permit me oh absolutely this is really going to piss off that one guy who wanted me to stick to baseball by the way (laughs) so you may want to plug your ears angry man but beer and baseball do go together right sure i suppose okay Mm -hmm. first do not drink cheap beer it's it just spend a little extra and get something with real ingredients in it okay um also, um, it it ruins your insides. It it really does. So get good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I've learned is within a certain quality range, it literally does not matter what cheap beer you. They're virtually indistinguishable. Okay. Okay. That's the second learning. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hang on. Before you go on, was when you texted me that you did research for the show this week, yes. is this what you were talking about? Yeah. No, there's more. There's oh, more. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Right. Yeah, this is re- yeah, this is it. Oh, don't. Yeah, this is real research. Classic. What do you think I was going to look at baseball reference at like Vorp or something? <laughs> okay. Um, so my rankings this week are a combination of an honest-to-goodness blind taste test that I did, and also I had... Um, eight or nine different guys over to my house and they each did this as well. So I aggregated the scores Oh, okay. from these, this blind beer taste testing. Now um, I'm also giving some, some brand, you know, preference. This isn't complete. I'm not giving this the raw blind taste test, but this is a combination of the two, but for the blind taste test portion. Yeah. We had 13, cheap and awful beers and then i put in a few uh five extras that it could be and it gave it like a a word bank you know like they could be so you you would taste them and then you would write some notes and then you would uh give uh, a ranking how much you'd liked it and then you would try to guess which one it is whether it's you know pbr or bush or whatever so the the winning score of correctly identified beers, do, do you want to take a guess? Out of 13. I'm going to go with six. The winning score was five. Oh, okay. That's not me bad. And my, me and my brother each had a five. So we were, we were hum, humble brag. I was the one that won. Yeah. No, that wasn't a humble brag. That was a straight up brag. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty proud of myself. Okay. So um, here we go. Cheap beer power rankings. To be fair, now, we didn't get to everything, but these are ones that you can find kind of in the tall boy cans at your local establishment. Number eight, Miller High Life. Miller High Life. Miller High Life is kind of uh, distinctive amongst these. You can – this is one of the ones that I could I could um, discern because it is it is noticeably more bubbly. 
because oh. it, it's you know the champagne of beers of course and it's just it's a little bit more yeasty i mean real light of course but um miller high life you kind of got to be in the right mood for the high life but it's it's fine absolutely um number seven was the most controversial beer that we drank and that is steel reserve steel reserve steel reserve is a high gravity lager it's basically um it's it's really kind of malty and very boozy it's it's like 8.5 8.6% alcohol but when you get that in a lager it tastes super kind of boozy either you like that or you don't so i kind of did like it i mean compared to the rest of them they're running so that's number 7 Okay. Number six is unremarkable in every way, and that is Labatt Blue. <laughs> Labatt Blue. It was among the lower scores, and it's it, it tastes like beer. It's it's fine. It's is that the, is that the beer that the uh, the bear is always advertising for? Yeah, yeah, that oh. black bear. Yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of. A, I like that bear. He's he's a good dude. See, marketing is magical, really, isn't it? <laughs> you think Canada? You think that you know? The red leaf, that, yeah, the bat blue, um, but again, it's virtually indistinguishable in every way from these other ones that we've tried. If you just pour it in an unmarked cup, you will not be able to tell the difference <laughs> between this one and probably the last six I'm going to share with you. Um, the next one is Coors Banquet. I'm not talking about Coors Light here. Don't don't do that. You'll be able to tell Coors Light's a little bit lighter, probably. But Coors Bank, it's all right. It's kind of it's it's a little more malty. It's a little more interesting. It's kind of it's it's beer. It's fine. Um, so that's number where are we five. Number four got pretty good scores as well, um, and that is Rolling Rock. Rolling Rock. I thought it would be more skunky. I've heard Rolling Rock has a reputation for being a little more skunky, but it didn't really come out in the taste testing at all. So it was just kind of your normal run-of-the-mill macro beer. Mm. Rolling Rock. It's Irish, right? I don't know. It. I don't know. It comes in a green can. Got to be. So, so maybe, probably. <laughs> Everything green's Irish. Um, number three is Miller Lite. Miller Lite scored actually pretty well amongst the the middle of the pack beers. Um, I I usually don't get Miller Lite because I feel like I can taste a little bit more of the sourness of the yeast because of the way they make it. Um, but I was not able to discern that whether when, when the when the cups were not marked because um, yeah I was that's why given Miller Lite or Bud Light I usually choose Bud Light. But this kind of went against my bias without by by drinking it without the label, I guess. So that's number three. Number two is PBR Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, I thought it was choice of hips. writing. Yeah, that that too. The choice of the choice of hipsters everywhere. Um, I like I like to drink PBR because it has virtually zero advertising. Which makes me happy. I don't want to see a thousand advertisements for a beer that I want to drink. I don't know. Is that countercultural? Am I kind of? Am I being a d bag? I think you're being a little bit hipster, but that's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then number one beer that I picked out of all the blind taste testing beers, and I thought it was noticeably better than all the other ones that you, you know, kind of were in the middle of the pack. And it stunned me because I was, it was like two or three points higher than anything else I rated. And that was Bush. Hmm. Bush. 
uh, not bush light. This is just regular bush. And it was it was good. It was kind of a little bit more interesting, a little bit more malty, and it had a little bit more going on for it. So um, if you're not pretentious and you don't care about marketing, I would recommend you just buy a 30 gur of bush. All right. Rankings. I didn't let you guess. That's okay. There's no way... No, no way that I would have been able to. This is kind of a unique power rankings. I'll let you pick. I'll let you guess the worst. Okay, you ready? For, here's the three worst. Okay. Number three from the bottom is Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light was fine. It didn't have any edge to it. But in all the rankings that the guys did, this one stood out. It's just kind of. Um, it was weak. It was kind of like a little bit watered down. It's not as bad as the the worst ones on our list, but and the thing with for me with Bud Light, it's just over branded. It's too much. Yeah, the the commercials with the uh, commercial. Seth Rogen. Yeah, it's like just it's, chill. Now the second from the worst is Hams. Hams is one we tried. Have you ever had Hams? I have not. Don't, <laughs> don't. Hams. I thought would be fine. In fact, I bought hams a while back because it's cheap. Um, but it's it was kind of skunky. Like skunky, like um, you know how like Corona or even Heineken is kind of skunky. Uh, it's got that kind of a little bit skunky bite to it. Corona, I think kind of that's part of the appeal of Corona and they do it kind of in a certain way. But hams was just not good. Although some guys liked it because I think they you know, you if you like that kind of skunkiness to it, you'll like you'll like hams. If you like Corona, you'll probably like hams. All right. All right. Uh, the very worst one. And this got the worst score in our blind taste testing by far. It stood out as being bad. And I think it has a reputation for being bad. So what do you think it is? The worst cheap beer? Uh, Dos Equis? I, I really have no idea. Natural light. Natty light. Natty light stood out far and away as the worst one. Fair the enough. Worst. And... Um, Everybody had that phase in their life, at least anybody who who grew up around any kind of rural area. I think Traverse City would count. If you know, there was that phase where all the rednecks would buy thirty <laughs> packs of Natty Light and just feel like they need to prove it to society that they can drink them all. Like, don't like it, don't do this. If you're if you're a young person listening to the sound of my voice today, say save yourself, save your body. You do not need to be boastful to drink like oh i'm gonna drink 20 natty lights they're awful don't do it that's power rankings boom that's inspiring stuff that might have been the longest power rankings maybe not that's okay when you have science behind it you can go (laughs) i did i did i got out a calculator and everything and i did averages (laughs) yeah got some more more saber metrics than uh than auspice is probably looking at yeah. Did I say it wasn't that? yeah right. it wasn't double blind but it was it was single blind and probably the order had some influence on it because you get down to the end and you're like yup this one tastes like beer too fine did you cleanse the palate somehow yeah we did we had a um we had a, a table full of well it probably wasn't some sommelier wouldn't be too impressed with our our palate cleansing <laughs> because basically we had chips and pretzels and dip well, that's stuff. that's what you would eat when you're typically drinking a beer. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. You know, peanuts, stuff like that. Do you? Yeah, it was good. Although my brother bought 
brought cheese jalapeno venison jerky. Ugh. And I think I nuked like my taste buds after I had some of that. <laughs> Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. All right, let's look ahead to next week. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so we're recording on Monday, So the, and there's also not a game tonight, so that worked out well. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow and Wednesday, they play at home to the Miami Marlins. Big Pelf goes tomorrow against Adam Conley, who comes in at 4-4. Four and four. And then on Wednesday, it's a day game, Daniel Norris against Wei-Yin Chen, who I actually really love. I, I, I really enjoy watching him pitch. He's just kind of he, – there's no frills. He just goes out and does it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, speaking of Chen, not Norris. I feel like Norris has a lot of frills. A lot um, of frills. <laughs> A lot of beautiful, handsome frills. Oh, Keep dream. your pants. What a dream boat. <laughs> uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday through Sunday, we travel down to the Trop um, to play the Rays. 7-10 on Thursday, it's Zimmerman, Zimmerman against Jake Odorizzi. On Friday, Annie Ball, question mark, don't know, mm-hmm. against Drew Smiley. Um, Saturday, Verlander against Blake Snell, who's 0-2 on the year. Uh, a fairly under-the-radar prospect that they just called up that he's, he's supposed to be pretty good. And then on Sunday, a day game, Fulmer against my Chick-fil-A buddy, Chris Archer. Um, <laughs> any hitters that you're excited to watch play this week? Uh, Stanton? Yeah. Is he playing? He is back, yeah. Uh, I guess so, Stanton. Um, for the Rays, is there anybody I'm excited about? Um, <laughs> um, who's their third baseman? That's Longoria. always good. Longoria. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, but Oswaldo Arcia went to the Rays. From, from the, the from White the Sox? No, the Twins. Oh, twi- yeah, Twins. It's kind of an, it's kind of like the most Razy fit ever. He's probably going to hit like 35 bombs this year. Do you feel like his name is missing a G at the beginning? Goswaldo? Oh, Garcia. No. Garcia. <laughs> I guess I, I guess we were the first one too. Yeah, I was thinking Garcia, but yeah, Gosvaldo Garcia, Gar- Garcia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smooth Hall. I can't even can't even possibly transition transition this into. Uh, I'm a big fan of Derek Dietrich, um, but I am. I like Derek Dietrich, but yeah, I, I think that Derek Dietrich. Yeah. The, the second, do I know who this is? He's a second base replacement for D Gordon on the Marlins. He, okay. The best word that I can describe him as is nifty. I feel like he's a nifty right. player. He's too, is he, uh, is he got a lot of hustle? Is um, he a hustle guy? Is yeah, he's, he a, he's a hustle scrappy. Player. <laughs> he, can, he can play second, third, the outfield. He was the one in the K rod meltdown that took the ball the other way. He was a pinch hitter. Uh, on okay. opening nights. Anyway, he's he's a good player. Um, and I'm obviously excited to see the Smiley reunion. Hopefully he doesn't face Annabelle because then he'll win. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, record prediction. Uh, I don't know. I'm not particularly optimistic. But so I guess that means we're going to win a lot. I'm going to say because how many games are there? Six? Mm-hmm. We'll go five and one because I'm not very optimistic and I always pick the opposite. So we're going to win five out of the six games just for no reason because baseball is meaningless. I have no I don't know idea. I do actually think? went five and one. I 
Uh, I think that we're going to lose. All the, right. I think we're going to lose the Annabelle start, but it's time we're going to get on a roll. Yep. This competition isn't as good as the Indians. No. no. Neither of these teams are what I would call, you know, hashtag good. So we really need to be beating them. Yeah. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I wrote thumbs up, like in actual words, next to five <laughs> and one. So, so there's that. Nice. Well, right. tweet, tweet a picture of that. I'm, we're, we're all excited to see that. <laughs> all right. I will. I'm taking a picture of it right now. Thank um, you. Okay. So I forgot to – I was going to tell you this story. Um, we went. I went to Toledo. Uh, let's see. Not this Friday that just finished, but the Friday before. Um, saw the Mud Hens, and it was actually a lot of fun. I'd never been um, – uh, Hens fan, I don't know his actual name, but we're, we're buddies on Twitter, told me to, to look for yeah. the Oreo churros, and I miss those, and I'm devastated oh. because that sounds brilliant. That sounds Gosh. so good. Get your life together, Hall. But speaking of getting my life together, the story that I think I texted you this, but I'll tell you the story in greater detail now. So I'm, I get there early. We get there you know, pretty much when the gates open, and uh, Jose Barrios, the Barrios, is that how we're saying it? I'm just going to nod at whatever you say. Fair yeah, enough. Bar- Barrios? Barrios. Yeah, he's he's catching in at first base. The the Twins top pitching prospect for, you know, for the infielders, which is like, yeah, sure, why not? It's it's the minor leagues. Um so he's walking off the field I'm like, "Jose, can I get a picture with you?" And he was real cool, came over, smiled, and I gave my phone to this old dude thinking it's better than me holding it up because when I hold oh. it up in front of me, I always make the most bizarre faces because I'm focusing so hard on getting like me and who I'm getting the picture with in the frame. It, you're saying you have weak selfie game. Oh, I, I have virtually no selfie game. So I'm like, all right, old dude, you're up. You got to make this happen for me. And as soon as I give it to him, he like he has the phone almost touching his face. I'm like, okay, this is a problem. This is not happening. Because that's how you take a picture with an old school camera. Well, you got to well, look through the little window. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I see where he was coming from. It's just wildly <laughs> incorrect. Um, so he he doesn't take the picture. He doesn't obviously push the button. And then he, he hands it to me and asks me, like, did I get it? And I didn't have the heart to tell him no. Barrios was already gone. So I'm like, there's no yeah. point in. No. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you got it. So if you're listening to this, you didn't get it. Work on your picture taking. Um, so, yeah. No, I, no, you can't pin this on him, Hall. You cannot do this. You, so whose fault is this? I don't feel this like is it's yours. my fault. Yeah, no, it is. It's totally your fault. You learn how to flip the camera around. I'm sure you have a fancy cellular telephone. Yes, I have, I have you, an iPhone. I'm, I'm familiar with how to switch it around. Yeah. That's not the problem. You hold it at arm's length. You look at it and you take a picture. I'm doing this as as I'm giving this. I'm holding my phone at arm's length. It's not a difficult maneuver. This is on you. I'll work on that for next week. I'll, I'll practice. Tweet practice next time i get i get a chance to see jose that's what i'm gonna do yeah this is like pitchers infield practice like the first thing you do before you go you get some selfies in get yourself warmed up (laughs) speaking of when we were at the game on friday there was a um i forget i think it was radone who didn't uh he was you know running the banana route up to first base to take the ball from the the first baseman and the throw was like way up the line and he caught it and then like tried to stab at the base you know, as you would trying to recover. And the mm-hmm. people I were with were like freaking out about how, you know, just 
touch the base, touch the base. That is one of the most difficult plays in all of baseball. When there's when you're trying to locate both the baseball and the base and the mm-hmm. runner that's barreling down on you, it's not as simple as just just catch the ball, just touch the base. Right. So I, I told them that with with angry words because yeah. I'm I'm that friend. Especially when you, the closer the pitcher is to the base, that's because you want to ideally, well, you're the baseball guy. You tell me, ideally you want to catch first and then touch the base with your foot, right? Yeah. You want to catch it like two or three steps before you're running to like, right. So the tougher the play is, the the longer the first baseman is going to need to get it and get it to you. The more it's bang, bang, you almost got to do them simultaneously. Exactly. And that's where it gets real tricky. I would say. Speaking of, this has nothing to do with that, but did you see the White Sox signed Justin Morneau? No, what about it? They, the White Sox signed him. He's oh, he's working his way through the system. Oh, I thought he was like done and had con- you know uh, brain issues and stuff like that. That's kind of what I thought too until I saw that today. Well, so, he's got to have brain issues to sign with the White Sox. Oh, but um, tish. Speaking of, there are a lot of former Tigers with the White Sox. It's really obnoxious. They're stockpiling them. Yeah, it's a a good idea. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, the name is – or excuse me, on Instagram, the name is still (laughs) at Jordino4. that's where That's, some of my pictures are from this weekend. So you should you should take a look at those. My 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 selfie game is not hot, but my regular picture taking game is is quite uh, quite fire emoji. Jordinho. Yeah. It's, it's like Brazilian for Lil Jordan. Yeah, of course. If if I were to be a Brazilian soccer player, that would clearly be my name. I'll look you up. <laughs> um subscribe rate and review us on itunes um and tell your friends that's that's the other thing that we always say do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the night yeah i do oh, okay. um so you slipped my mom promo in a yeah. couple times that is my actual mother by the way i didn't find some random woman and i think it's hilarious because that was like the third or fourth take i was trying to get her to say podcast Adams. and she, like a true mom she's so she's so hard time but yeah she struggled with it so every time i hear it i laugh because she can't do it so i want to know you know is there a is there a mama hall around that we can get a promo oh there is she would she'd probably love it okay there you go i expect it she's she actually probably would be able to say it because she's around me and my father enough that she's she's heard the name uh, Castellanos. So I don't, okay, I don't know so that there knows. would be as much humor. No. Yeah. And then, um, so between Blaine Hardy and our moms, do you think we should have more celebrities? We should try to get like Mario or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mar- Mario actually follows the show. I wonder if we could drop him a DM. Is, is that how the world works? If we DM, would he, would he respond? Yeah, maybe. maybe. We'll see. Right. Although, although, uh, Spartan stores is paying a mad cash to do his, you know, to get his voice on their commercials. He's probably not giving away any freebies. We don't have what I would refer to as hashtag mad cash. No, no, no. It also, you know, maybe we should get some sponsors just like every, you know, what would be fun every week. You have a bidding war to see who's going to be the name sponsor at the show. (laughs) Um, so the highest bid wins, but all the other bidders have to pay. (laughs) So you'd start at like 10 cents, for instance. But if somebody bids 12 cents, now you're at 22 cents. 
this is a genius idea. And then the next guy can bid over, you know, but it would be really probably small. But yeah, so every week we'd have a you know sponsor because we're not afraid of beating sellouts. No, abs- absolutely not. I would I would sell my integrity for for small amounts of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, people could sponsor the show for like uh, you know twenty five cents or something yeah. like that. A t shirt company don't know. would be great, and then they send us the free t shirts. That that would be like that. That would make all of this worth it. Is getting a free t shirt out of this somehow? Yeah, yeah I love free stuff. <laughs> Much like opening a favorite four letter Dutchman's F word. Oh, wait a minute, I'd say a joke, right? It's all good. Oh boy, I, I think we've rand- rambled enough for tonight. Are you are you comfortable with what the work we've done tonight? Yes. All right. Um, with that being said, we will see you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.